0: Hi everyone, my name is Prerak.
1: And I'm Sophia.
0: And this is Red, White and Brown, the podcast where we talk about the joys and struggles of being Desi immigrants.
1: So today's episode is all about Never Have I Ever. Um, in honor of the show announcing that there will be a season three, we wanted to share our thoughts on season two. Um, a little overdue, but there's not really going to be uh, too much of spoilers just because we're not doing a summary of what happened in season two. Mm-hmm. More so just talking about the show as representation of Desi's in the media and how we feel about it and things like that. So even if you haven't seen the show, I still still think this is going to be a good episode um so yeah
0: i mean i totally agree with you i think because this is also a show which is more of like a feel-good, sit-down comedies type. I think there aren't too many spoilers either. So the commentary as well as um, the things we're talking about hopefully will provide more of an insight rather than uh, take away from what the show is actually about. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sophia, when we reviewed season one of the show, we discussed briefly – this is kind of like a coming of age, right? Like it's it's a girl named Davy who is reaching uh, high school, uh, trying to figure out her life um, and so season th- two is going further into this development, but also hits on many other topics that are well outside the realm of just purely immigrant life. And so I'm really excited to talk about that aspect of the show today.
1: Yeah, I think that's the perfect opening. I mean, I think you described it really well. Um, and I know that you and I both independently watched the show. and Like kind true of- <laughs> scientists. <laughs> Yes, we didn't want to bias one another, and we kind of, like, noted down things we liked, disliked. Um, do you want to start by telling me, like, your thoughts overall? So,
0: yes. I actually just finished the entire season yesterday, so it's very oh fresh God. in my mind. Not, not all of it at once, but um, the last episode. Um, and I actually really liked it because of the diversity aspect in, like, all of the issues that students hit when they're in high school. Um, mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of, you know— Topics that are covered, such as bullying, rumors, the importance of getting into college, and the other things here, like things like eating disorders, Sophia, mm-hmm. we see that a lot in the hospital, but I don't think it's emphasized nearly enough in the media, and that was actually emphasized in season two. So I just think it, it was a great overall showing of a lot of different things that impact kids as they're growing up. Yeah. What about you? I- what did I mean- you think?
1: I totally agree with what you just said. Um, And I like that it's just like a high school show and the Desi aspect of it is incorporated, but it's not like the main topic, right? Yes, it's, yeah. Yeah, like it's just a show about this teenage girl and like she happens to be Indian, but that's not like her entire identity. And I like that. Um I think it also just normalizes like being brown on screen, which is great. Um And then, yeah, there's like the introduction of a desi muslim student this season which i also appreciated oh yeah that's
0: like me and you basically right yeah
1: yeah i mean i love that the show kind of talks about you know how cool it is to have a friend who gets your culture and i like that anisa you know the muslim character is considered quote-unquote cool in the show you know like despite despite
0: being brown yeah which isn't like the typical person who i think of as like the cool kid in school
1: <laughs> yeah that's exactly right i mean you don't often like see that on screen um i will say i think her character could have been like pakistani or bangladeshi instead of indian just because like it would have been an opportunity to kind of showcase how similar desis are across countries and like that they didn't both have to be indian to share the same culture absolutely um yeah and, like, there's so many tensions, you know, between, like, India and Pakistan and stuff. So it, like, would have been cool to have Anissa's character just be Pakistani and then, like, her and Devi could have the same exact friendship that they have. Yep. Um, but at the same time, I also feel like making her Indian and Muslim was cool because it kind of sheds a light on the fact that, like, India is not a monolith, right? Like, it there, really isn't. Yeah, yep. like, there are millions of Muslims living in India and sometimes we forget that, right? So I... I don't know. I think it would have been cool either way, but it worked. It's, it's like a double-edged
0: sword, right? Because I think I agree with you that it would have been cool to have her be Pakistani. Uh, most of my closest friends are. Uh, but at the same time, I, for one, as someone who is from India, didn't even know that there were millions of... Muslims living in India. I, li- I only lived there for five years as I was growing up, but I didn't even know that. Um, I don't want to admit when mm-hmm. I realized that, but it was probably way later than I should have. So I think that is the dichotomy you're facing here, right? If she was Pakistani, then you run into this, oh, all all Muslims are Pakistani. Yeah, that's uh, so true. And then if you don't make her um, uh, Pakistani, then at least you raise awareness that she's Muslim and Indian, but then you kind of lose this aspect of Pakistani and Indian people being able to be friends. Yeah, so that's so I, true. There, there's, a, there's a balance there, but I do agree with you. I think it was cool. And everyone listening to this show should know that being Muslim and Pakistani are not synonymous. There are <laughs> Indians who are Muslim as well. And so I think that was like a huge learning point for me, um, not just from the show, but just in general. And I think the show does a great job of hitting that home. It's subtle, uh, but very imperative. Um, okay, so Sophia, I want to now pivot because I know we started this show talking about diversity. And when we talk about diversity, mind often goes to race, uh, which is which is obviously very important. But I thought this show was impressive because it also hit on diversity in terms of lived experiences as well as even sexuality, for example.
1: Yeah. And what do you mean by lived experiences?
0: So when we think lived experience, I think about people whose experiences of life are just drastically different and not necessarily because of their um Uh, race, or even sexuality. So for example, Paxton's sister. So Paxton is this like the hot guy of the show, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, But his sister um, in the show is adopted. But I think in reality and maybe also actually in reality and on the show, she has Down syndrome, basically. And so I actually really like that aspect of including someone like that as a a member of your cast, but also someone in the show who is this character because she she has a lot of personality and actually adds a lot of substance to the show.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I feel like representation of people with disabilities is just really important. And it's great that the show did that. Um, I agree with you. I feel like she has a personality. She's like sassy. She's not just this like tokened uh, disabled character, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, no, and- she's
0: she like shows Paxton up, right? She's sometimes lecturing Paxton. She yeah. almost is like the bigger sister sometimes. And it's very cute.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to play this clip and le- let me know what you think. You're making Davey do your homework?
0: Keep it down, please. Look, I can explain. All right, she's the reason I don't have... Any
2: dignity? No. Ouch, Jesus, Rebecca. She's the reason I don't have a chance at a scholarship anymore. All right, it makes sense for her to help me out. She owes me.
1: No one owes you. I had to work so hard to get into my fashion program.
0: I know. All right, and I'm proud of you.
1: Don't you want to be proud of yourself?
0: I just want to go to college, period. And without Davey... I don't know if I can make that happen.
1: Then maybe you don't deserve to go. Damn, Rebecca. Drag his ass.
0: So I just, I love this clip. I just love it because, one, she has personality. She's sassy. She's a queen. She's up there doing her thing. Uh, And seeing individuals like this represent... Um, their community is ultimately what I think the broader theme of this show is all about. Like Davy's the badass Indian person who we never thought could be badass. Um, we have some of her friends who are badass in their own way. And here's Paxton's sister being badass and lecturing who is the macho man of the show, how he has pretty crappy grades. So I, I just love it. And honestly, it's a huge step. And I think we need more of this. It normalizes um, everyone's experiences.
1: So I totally agree, and you mentioned also diversity in the form of sexuality. So I'm guessing you're referring to like Fabiola and Eve. Yeah. With that? So
0: anyone who's seen the show, they, they one of Davy's best friends, Fabiola. Um, in season one, she came out uh, to her mom, uh, and then she ended up dating her friend Eve, and so she has a girlfriend, which is great. And I think their relationship develops quite a bit. And so that is exactly what I was actually referring to. Um, in terms of sexuality, this LGBTQ component of the show, which is incredible.
1: Yeah, I think the show does a really good job with that, because I like that it's incorporated, Um, but it's not necessarily like the main plot point. It's just, um, you know, now it's just part of her character and like her plot line. And she goes on to have a storyline that's not all about her sexuality, which I think makes sense, right? Because like, people who are gay or lesbian or whatever it's not like they're sitting around all day thinking about how gay they are like (laughs) come on
0: they even make that a point in the show i don't know if you realize but like fabiola's talking about like her mom and how her mom like never stops talking about like she always keeps talking about how i'm a lesbian and they kind of make that a point about like um, that's not all this person is and so i think it's brilliant it's actually very brilliant i agree um and while we're on this subject of equality and representation uh and you might be able to talk about this a bit more, but I want to bring this up because I think it's important. Davy, in and of herself, is already like a very headstrong woman. And I think the part about this that I loved even more is that she then uses that personality to teach Kamala, who is um, her sister uh, or cousin, uh, about what sexism is and how Kamala needs to stand up for herself. Because there was a point in this show where Kamala, the cousin, kind of gets um, cut short from like her research group and has to, has to deal with some level of sexism and, and Davy helps her out. She's like, I'm going to show you how to handle this. So I'm going to play this clip, Sophia, for you. Uh, and it's about Davy kind of helping Kamala along. And I want to hear your thoughts about this because, um, it's just something that I think you might've found interesting. So let's play the clip and then you can share your thoughts.
2: Let me ask you a question. You know, how I was left off my research paper. What would you do if you were me? Hmm. I don't know.
1: Maybe we could run a simulation and gauge my rage level.
2: Okay. Imagine you made the discovery that the whole paper was based on. Huh? That's messed up. And you had to work late every night, including missing many dinners with your handsome boyfriend. Gotcha. Blood's starting to boil. And you're the only girl in the lab. And you have to work for a rude, sexist jerk. And that jerk has made you play the kidnapped daughter of the Maharaja in many different laughing quests.
1: Damn! I'm pissed! Huh. Kamala, you've been wronged. And it's okay to demand it, be righted. Everyone thinks Asian women will take all kinds of crap, and,
2: like bow and hand them a cup of tea or some shit. You can't let them. Wow, Devi. I'm impressed that you've been able to take your rage problem and attach it to systemic racism and sexism. Huh? But I'm more impressed that I think you're right.
1: Oh, yeah, I totally remember this. And, like, after this pep talk that Davy gives her, doesn't Kamala, like, kind of let the head of the lab person hear it? Like, she kind of, like, calls him out, right? Oh,
0: he, she not just calls him out. She, like, throws him under the bus in every possible way. <laughs> and I love that scene. And, and I mean, now that you bring it up, I feel like we have to share it. So I'm going to play that clip as well. Hope it brings a little bit of smile to everyone today and shows you just how badass uh, women can be. What
1: are you doing?
2: I put my name on the paper and I submitted it to the journal. You did what? That's fraud. No, it's not. I have a stack of papers with my research over there. And if you try to take my name off of it, I will-
0: How would Davy put it?
2: I will go ham on your ass. I will file a complaint with the administration. I will mobilize the association of women in science. I will write a scathing article in Jezebel and I will...
0: Kamala had gotten so fired up that she had accidentally made a list of four things without knowing what the fourth was. So she went witchy. I put to cuss on you!
1: <gasps> that is so great. I'm really glad they showed her standing up for herself. I mean, I think the other thing I liked before we actually move on to our criticisms of the show Which is- we do
0: have. We're not just here you know saying the show's the best.
1: Um yeah, I think it's uh the fact that the characters look like high school students except for Paxton, of course. Um but overall the show is not pushing these like unattainable beauty standards. And I guess the reason I'm thinking about this now because I did mention this in our episode from last season about um you know season 1 of Never Have I Ever, but I'm thinking about it now because Gossip Girl actually released a new reboot or like remake, whatever you want to call it. And so um, the first season of that reboot just came out also. And like the characters are drop dead gorgeous. They don't look like high school students at all. Um, So that sort of like renews my appreciation for Never Have I Ever and the fact that this show doesn't do that.
0: I think that's... I think we're hitting the same nail here, which I think is the, the, the MO of this show is that it's relatable. Mm-hmm. It's relatable in every sense. Maitri Ramakrishnan was in the top 100 influential people on time this year, and it's primarily because she, like, owns it. Everyone on this cast owns who they are, and they own that this is a show that's supposed to be relatable for a lot of different people, not just mm-hmm. Indians and faces. And, um, uh, but enough touting. I think we've given enough pros to this show. I think it's a great show. But at the same time, there are definitely areas of improvement. And we always want to hit on those just like we did in um, our review of season one. So Sophia, what is your uh, first <laughs> con? I know there's a few that you were thinking, but what is the first thing you did not like about this season?
1: Oh, my God. I hate the Indian accents oh my God. on the show. Yes. Um, I'm going to be honest, I don't think they're very good. It sounds very fake to me, and maybe to some non-Desis it sounds fine, but I think if you're a Desi, you can kind of tell that it's fake. Um, Oh, for
0: sure. (laughs) And if I can pick up on it, I can't imagine how many other people can, because I'm pretty horrible with this stuff.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I feel like Nalani's mom has a really bad accent, so that's Davy's grandma. Mm, Um, mm -hmm. Oh, I'm so sorry, not Nalani's mom. It's actually... Nalani herself? Nalini herself and then the grandmother who moves in with them. That's actually Davie's
0: a uh, dad's mom.
1: That, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not Nalini's mom. It's yeah. her dad's mom. So, yeah, I think both of those women have pretty bad accents. I mean, my in-laws speak fluent English, but they live, you know, they live in India, so they have an accent, and it just sounds different than the fake accent in this show. And Prack, I know that Every region in India has, it's going to have like a different accent, right? Like when people from different regions speak in English, like all of their accents are going to sound a little bit different, but I've just never really heard an accent like the one on the show and it just sounds so fake. It makes me wish that like for the grandma, they just chose like a Desi actress who has a normal Desi accent. Mm -hmm. Like why did they have to do like a fake accent? You know, they could have just done a normal Desi accent.
0: So I will push back here and say, I think the accents are really integral to the show. I just genuinely don't think they're executed that well.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I feel like they could have just gotten individuals who like naturally had an accent and not used actors and actresses who are faking the accents, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And like, let me make a point. I'm going to play a scene and you can tell me what's wrong with it.
2: Do you think the two men who live next door need all these oranges?
1: I saw one of them order a tray of nachos at 10 a.m. But it's stealing. Americans are weird about their fruit trees and honestly, defending their property in general.
2: It's true. Everyone here has a gun and a juicer. No one will catch me. And if they do, I'll pretend I have dementia and babble in Tamil.
0: Okay, so I can sense this scene right away because I actually thought about this too. So the word Tamil, it's not even pronounced correctly. This grandmother who's supposed to be from India, like you don't pronounce Tamil at tamil and i think that's how she says it you're supposed to say tamil and so the fact that you can kind of sense these like small mishaps really takes away from the ingenuity of the show and the authenticity
1: so i totally agree with you it sounds so fake and the thing is the actress she's a good actress you know it's not her fault like she just slipped out of the accent for a second um But that scene, it just needed to be reshot, I think, you know? Like, it happens to actors and actresses all the time. It's hard to keep up with an accent, you know? I can't imagine doing that for, like, hours. But I think the show producers should have realized that it was worth redoing because it just – I mean, it looks kind of sloppy. And it just – it really goes to show that Never Have I Ever is not necessarily targeting a Desi audience who's even going to be able to, like, pick up on the flaws in the accents. It's kind of just targeting non-Desis who – are probably not going to realize it. What do you think?
0: I think that is the perfect summary. That's the demographic they're going after. And so when these small mishaps happen, maybe they're just a little bit less prone to picking up on them because they're realizing like, oh, this is a cute scene. I like it. Great. You know, let's move on.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. And the one thing I will say, though, that I actually liked is that they didn't make Anissa's mom have an accent. Like she.
0: And so Anissa is the 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 new new character's mom.
1: Yeah, Yeah, the Muslim New Girl. And, like, her mom had absolutely no accent. And I think that was also good because it kind of normalizes, like, okay, not all Desi people have, like, this thick accent, you know? Like, she could have grown up here. She could – like, anything could have happened. Like, not all people have the same accent. And I was just expecting, before she came on screen, to have this, like, really Desi-looking, like, older woman with a thick accent. And, like, the show did not stick to that stereotype. So – She sounded like this. This was supposed to be Anissa's fresh start.
2: I never expected her to be stabbed in the back by the only other Indian girl in school. It's excruciating to see your child go through
0: that. Oh, yeah. I remember this. And I actually, I remember the same level of surprise when I heard those words come out of her mouth. I was like, oh, shit. She's like, she's like born and bred in the USA. I love it. Uh, I want to also talk about one more thing, so And I want to, like, get your thoughts on this and see if you agree. So the other thing that I think I've never really liked about this show is the excessive hyperbole uh, that it employs in a lot of different ways. So, like, for example, by the end of season one, Davy was juggling, like, dating Paxton and dating Ben. (laughs) And then on top of that, at the start of season two, she then tries somehow manages to, like, date both of them while not letting either of them know. Um, And some of these, like, Things are a little overdone, almost to the point where I think they're trying to make um, make a point, but it's almost like makes it unrealistic. And I really don't like it because it's already a huge stretch to have like an Indian American be doing all the things that Davy is doing. Um, and then you, on top of that, you add, you know, the craziness that she does in this season. And it just kind of makes it like, OK, this is cute and this is a nice little laugh, but it almost makes me feel like this is not as authentic. What do you think?
1: Yeah, it felt a little bit too out there, like just not realistic. And maybe that's unfair because a lot of TV shows are kind of based on unrealistic premises. But this, it did seem too much to me.
0: I mean, I think it's unfair because a lot of TV shows are, but I don't think a lot of TV shows go out there with the same purpose. I think the purpose that this TV show came out was, was like a coming of age. And at least with coming of age stories, I expect like High School Musical, for example, like that's definitely way out there, but, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but it still felt like a little bit more relatable than this one because this one just seems a little bit more out there. But uh, that's all That's all to say, why don't we end with some general thoughts on like what the public reception to this was? Because I think we've alluded to what the public has thought, but I would love to hear if you've done some research on the net and, you know, what what are people saying? What's the word on the street?
1: So overall, I think the show has been really well received and people like it, but a lot of the criticism I've seen, um, it actually kind of contradicts like something that you said very early on in the show, which is that a lot of South Asian Americans don't necessarily identify with Devi. And I've seen that criticism a lot, like from friends, like people that I know. I have just seen and read a lot of people saying that they feel like her life isn't realistic or just they don't like her character they don't identify with it.
0: I mean, that's kind of what we were just talking about with the hyperbole, right? Yeah. It's like really out there.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I I also think that like that's kind of the point, right? Like when you have a white person on a TV show, not every white person feels like they're going to associate with that character, right? True. And, and a white character isn't expected to appeal to all white people. It's just, like, one person. And, like, you either like them, you don't. Um, but I feel like we kind of hold minority races to a little bit of a different standard. And, like, Desi Americans kind of get upset if they don't identify with the Desi American character on the show. And, like, I don't think that this show or Devi should be expected to, like, appeal to everyone, right? Like, she's just one character.
0: So you don't necessarily agree with that criticism that's out there right now?
1: Yeah, I think it's a little unfair. I feel like, yeah, I mean, I didn't have a, a life like they be growing up. You know, I mean, I grew up in Chicago. But like... you go
0: to Princeton, right?
1: <laughs> I did. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I I think I don't really identify with her character. Like my life in high school was very different than hers. Um, but at the same time, I don't, I don't really expect to like identify Relate. with her just because she's brown.
0: Okay, that's you fair. Know? I really like that. Um, and then I'll add on to this because I think your your assessment is fair. I mean, never have I ever is massive, right? Since over twenty years, the only time I've seen a brown dude on TV is when I saw Apu or or something <laughs> silly about like you know some guy playing a taxi cla- cab driver. Yeah. Uh, and so we are now on the map, which is great. And it's not my experience that's up there with never have I ever. It's it's maybe someone's experience. Maybe someone relates to it. Maybe I don't, and that's fine. Um, the fact is, with this show, Mindy Kaling. Is, and I said this earlier and I'll say it again because I'm in love with this facet of the show. She is normalizing so many things. She's normalizing struggling in school. She's normalizing eating disorders. Um, mm-hmm. She's normalizing struggling. She's normalizing death. She's normalizing life's gonna come at you fast. And I think that is that is the part of this show which even though there was a lot of stuff I didn't like including the hyperbole, I walked away saying there's an autistic person or someone on the screen that really is able to get out there and and show people what's possible. And that really makes me happy.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, the other thing I've seen is criticism of Mindy Kaling. Like now that you mentioned her, I feel like that also came to mind and I feel Mm. like that's bound to happen as her level of fame increases but I feel like she is just under such a microscope because like she's almost like the only representation we have right like she's the person producing these shows Um, like she's one of you know just a couple people she and like
0: Priyanka Chopra
1: (laughs) yeah yeah then like yeah the Hasan Minhajes and stuff but like For the most part, I mean, I think we should be happy that she's doing what she's doing and she's increasing representation in a way. And like the characters on this show they're not just like meant to be laughed at the way that other brown characters on screen have been historically in the west right i mean i dare you to
0: try to laugh at davy dude the the way that character is made (laughs) she's not meant to be laughed at she would show you up and that's what i think is so beautiful about it
1: yeah i totally agree so preg do you have any thoughts on where season three is gonna go now that they announced that there is indeed gonna be a season three
0: so that's already good news, right? shows you the show is pretty well received. Mm-hmm. But are you asking me to look into my crystal ball here? Um, <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know, dude. Like, Davey is... <laughs> as much as I want to think that she's awesome, she's also unpredictable as hell. So I don't know where this is going to go. But I feel like in season one and two, there's this broader theme that's coming to light. Like she clearly really wants to go to Princeton, right? Mm-hmm. And she hasn't yet applied. But there's this underlying theme that she's doing all of this stuff because she wants to go. So mm-hmm. maybe season three is going to be this culmination where she starts to apply And I think it could be a really beautiful opportunity for Mindy Kaling. Uh, Mindy, yo, if you're listening to this episode, check out one of our season one episodes on the college admission process. Because I think this could be a great way for Mindy Kaling to comment on this insane pressure that they seeds have on academics and colleges, which you and I have been through and we've talked about on a previous episode, right?
1: Yeah, I I feel like that's a really good point. I didn't even think about that, but you're so right. Like, it could totally be about her, like, applying to college and, like, she doesn't get into Princeton and then life goes on and that's, like, the lesson. And it's the okay. Lesson. Not yeah. everyone
0: needs to go to an Ivy League school or yeah. anything like that, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I feel like in season three, I mean, I'm hoping there's going to be some, like, leveling out of her character. Like... I feel like it's going to get really repetitive if they continue to show her, like, you know, mistreating her friends and then coming back and apologizing. Because we already saw that in season one and two. And, like, I feel like it has to take a new turn in season three. So hopefully, like, it's not, you know, more of the same thing. Um, I feel like she's learned her lesson in season two. Um, And so I think hopefully that happens. I think Kamala's character and her storyline is probably going to become more interesting now that she, like left her fiancé or whatever. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. So we'll see how that goes. So I'm...
0: Kamala was going to get an arrangement... Not arranged, but, like, she was set up with this guy, and she decides that she's not going to go through
1: with yeah, it. yeah, yeah. She was, like, engaged, I think. And then, like, at the very end, she, like runs away so we'll see what happens with that (laughs)
0: clearly clearly a classic bollywood ending everyone the woman has run away so (laughs) i think that about wraps it up from our end a real cliffhanger right sophia
1: yeah oh my god thank you guys so much for listening um if you want us to continue making this podcast please Subscribe to the show, uh, give us a nice rating and a review, five stars only. Don't be stingy, <laughs> um, and follow us on Instagram at Red White Brown Pod.
0: And tag us in memes, tag us in photos, and tag us in relevant articles. We love listening to your questions, and we promise to to make episodes as as things come up. So thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.
1: Bye.